What's up? It's your pal one shigas thoughticus and this is the bar is low. Every episode we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly they're bad. So if I haven't already ruined Avatar for you forever, this is the episode that'll do it. You'll never be able to watch it again after this. So we've discussed a lot of fix. A great many that have ruined Last Airbender forever, but none perhaps as directly as the one we're talking about today. Cause someone decided, hey, you know, what if I put sexual content, a uh, sex scene, or perhaps multiple sex scenes into every episode of this show? So this author never got through the whole series, making it all the way through season one and then 15 episodes into season two. And there are also a few other fics uh, that this author has that fit the theme of just shoving unnecessary sex scenes into scenes from this show. I've already talked about one of those, so I'll keep the rundown on that particular fic short when we touch on it at the end. And also there's the one with the dragons. No one fucks dragon. I just mean that it's the episode with the sun warriors and the dragons. So first, let me talk about the writing style before we get into this. This is written like a script because it's called the lost script. Like it's like has that dialogue style of a script. And this person had to write an intro for every scene. So that means shoving porn intros into places where there is no sexual content because do I need to remind you? This is a kid's show. A lot of things feel very clumsy and forced. And because there are so many sex scenes and so many intros, you're continuously reminded of how forced everything is. But that isn't to say that the context of these scenes can't be fucking hilarious some of the time. This fic goes through every episode chronologically, and we're also going to do that here, covering it. Believe me, I'm going to get flashbacks to the diaper fetish one that I did way back in episode two, which did the same thing as this fic by following the chronology of the series, but they only made it like five episodes in. And that was actually worse than this one is, honestly, because it involves, well, you know, a diaper fetish. But let's do this. Let's read the lost script. <sighs> Chapter one. The boy in the iceberg. Fortunately, this one does not involve fucking a child the instant he awakens from his icy coma. Sword already has one up on the diaper fetish one. But no, this one involves Katara and Aang just racing penguins. You know, they have their little meet cute moment where they accidentally collide and end up lying on top of each other. And you're like, oh, wholesome. But then the author's like, Aang has a boner, y'all. This is going to set a trend of everyone getting boners constantly. Like, seriously, if you took a shot for every time someone gets a boner in this fic with minimal stimulation, you'd die. And then she falls on him again trying to get up because fuck you and her hands land right on his heart on and i crave death chapter two the avatar returns scene one more like the avatar comes am i right guys this one is literally he's just masturbating to the thought of katara and that's really all that needs to be said there's a second scene here um so let me just say now zuko is like so fucking creepy throughout the entirety of season one in this fic like he might as well be trying to capture ang just to molest him and you know instead of restoring his honor so we get just those two having a having a battle and zuko pins him up against a wall and starts fondling him ang is like um what the fuck and escapes but not before getting another boner there's so much boner wrath in this fic oh my god like, seriously, 
you're gonna hear me say and then he got a boner so many fucking times so many like i get it this whole fic is about sexual scenes where they shouldn't be so like yeah there's gonna be boners in this but there are like so many boners in this there's like a ridiculous amount but anyways chapter three the southern air temple this one is about Aang flashing back 101 years earlier when he goes skinny dipping in an air temple pond and encounters a naked woman, a MILF, if you will. Who knows if she's actually someone's mom, but it says she's middle-aged. Henceforth, she will be referred to as the air nomad MILF. And yes, she shows up several more times in this fic. She's just totally unperturbed by his nudity, but he's so flustered and like keeps trying to sneak glances at her bare titties. And then you guessed it, he gets a boner and it's both in his flashback and in the present day. And important question, does he have an arrow on his dick? Cause he did in the diaper fetish one, but that question is never answered. So I'm going to assume that he does not. So chapter four, the warriors of Kiyoshi. Basically, this one is just Sokka getting gang raped by Kiyoshi warriors, more or less. Suki just undresses him in front of everyone and he's into it at first, but then one of them gags him. <laughs> There's an actual quote from her, unnecessary, but thank you. And then she pulls a strap on out from a secret compartment hidden beneath the floorboards. And then she says, we don't need your permission and then proceeds to anally fuck him. My god, y'all. Oh my god. Chapter 5, The King of Omashu. This one just involves Boomy being super fucking creepy. So, like, you know, Sakura and Katara are stuck in the crystals, and Boomy's like, Aang, I'll let your friends go if that girl shows me her titties. Aang is like, I'll do your challenges. It's okay. Katara, you don't have to flash him. But she ends up flashing him anyways, and Boomy's like, wow, Aang, I'm disappointed in you. I thought you'd do more than that to protect your friend's honor question who the fuck put katara's honor on her titties like is a woman's honor measured in her sexual purity is that what it is because she's about to not be sexually pure for much longer so chapter six imprisoned katara finds haru bathing in the river and also earth bending naked in the middle of the night because fuck you i guess and she's just like man he has a nice ass and a big old donger he just gives no fucks that he's naked the entire time he's just like hey you want to practice together while i got my dick hanging out <laughs> and then she she leaves though and she just goes back to sleep and has a sexy dream about sucking his dick and she wakes up and she's actually sucking on momo's hand or something okay okay then okay Chapter 7, The Spirit World. The summary says, Aang takes advantage of being invisible, which means that he jerks off over Katara's sleeping body because she can't see him, and yeah, that's it. That's the chapter. Chapter 8, Avatar Roku. The summary for this one is just Zuko takes a quick moment to grope the Avatar, which is basically all that Aang and Zuko wants to go down. Yeah, this is really just the summary. Zuko just happens to have momentarily captured him, and yeah, he just takes a moment to grope him and that's all there is to it chapter nine the waterbending scroll so we get our first zutara of the day and, and the last two actually and yep it's more zuko groping people because he's perverted so he corners her and then grabs her titties and she's terrified but involuntarily aroused but then iroh shows up and he's like zuko what the fuck stop that and he gives her clothes back and he's like i'm sorry about that my nephew's a dumbass bless you iroh <laughs> fucking hell 
chapter 10 shit watching naked men at night really seems to be a hobby for katara you know this time she masturbates as she watches jet undress and then falls on her ass clumsily so that jet can hear her because porn he's actually like really respectful of her boundaries i don't know if i'm impressed by this because the bar is low because i wouldn't have expected this particular character to be you know not an asshole maybe it's a little bit of both but uh, she's really not ready to go all the way with him they get second base and she's like you know i'd rather not and he's like it's okay this might actually be the only instance in this whole fic where a character is less perverted than they are in canon <laughs> fuck me chapter 11 the great divide oh did you think we were safe from incest because you're wrong nothing and no one is safe this one actually isn't that bad Trust me, it'll get worse later, of course, once we start getting to know the Royal Fire Nation family better. This one is about Sokka and Katara fighting, and then she falls over and, like, lands on him and he gets a boner, because fuck you, that's why. It's just really awkward. Chapter 12, The Storm. Aang has a prophetic dream, or some shit. At first, it's like pretty typical dream stuff. Various characters just saying, we need you, Aang, while he flashes back to the storm. But as you may have already guessed, there's weird sexual stuff in it. The Air Nomad Mill from Aang's other sexy flashback is there, and she just takes off all her clothes for no other reason besides that this is porn. And here's a quote. Another clash of thunder causes Aang to turn around. The Air Nomad woman is gone, and Prince Zuko is standing where she had been bending over. The firebender is completely naked and stroking his erection. The storm rages behind him, and his ponytail blows in the wind. I love this because it's setting it up as such a dramatic moment with like the thunder and the storm and his hair's blowing in the wind, but he's just naked and jerking off. <laughs> Why? Chapter 13, The Blue Spirit. This one deals with the scene where they wake up in the forest after Zuko like busts Aang out of the tower or whatever. Here Aang just takes off all his clothes and he's like, thanks for saving me. You want to see me naked, right? So uh, here you go. Thanks. And then he runs away, still naked, I presume. Okay. Chapter 14, The Fortune Teller. So there are like two episodes of Avatar that I've never watched for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, this is one of them, and it makes me glad that I've never seen it, but, like, I guess that could go for any of these episodes, any of these chapters. This one just involves the fortune teller reading Katara's palm and explaining, like, how her love life's gonna be. Aang is there, and I take it he gets the feeling that he's the person in Katara's love life. So he naturally runs off to the bathroom to vigorously masturbate. That kid, Meng, watches through the peephole and also masturbates to him masturbating. And then her last line after watching him come is now that's a man, rip in peace. Chapter 15, Beto of the Water Tribe. I think I'm just gonna read this chapter in its entirety because I actually kind of like this pairing weirdly enough. Once read a fic that described Iru as a total pimp master, I think we can all agree on that. So here's just this chapter in its entirety. Entirety. We'll also get a sense for how this is written, so that's good too. Bit late, but you know, still. So here we go. Zuko wakes up and rolls over onto his side. He sits up and notices he's alone, except for the bounty hunter's shirt shoe. He stands up and looks around. Zuko, Uncle! 
Zuko takes a moment to listen for any kind of answer. He hears something out in the woods, but he can't tell who it is or what they're saying. He follows the voice. After making his way deeper into the woods, he realizes that he was hearing two voices. One was June, and the other his uncle. June. So this is why they call you the Dragon of the West. Iroh. It's funny you should mention that. There are actually multiple explanations for that name. June. Somehow. I don't think we'll have time for you to tell me all of them. Iroh. You may be surprised. June. Alright. Surprise me. Zuko walks a little bit further until he comes to a small clearing lit up by the brightness of the moon, almost as if it were the middle of the day. He sees June's back turned towards him, and she's sitting with her legs bent back. She's completely naked other than her long gloves. The moon casts a blue light against her pale skin. Zuko stares at her from behind a tree without acknowledging that she's obviously not alone. The beautiful woman bounces up and down on top of the person beneath her. Her breathing and the smacking of her soft flesh are the only distinct sounds in the night air. Zuko takes a moment to admire the subtle jiggling of her ass, but his eyes finally catch a glimpse of what should have been obvious to him all along. June leans forward and Zuko gets a full view of the erection thrusting into her testicles bouncing along with each motion. Zuko turns around and covers his face with his hand. Iroh, so what do you think so far? June answers with a loud moan. Total pit master, as you can see. Chapter 16, The Deserter. <laughs> Aang has another fucking dream, and, you know, it's another typical dream that gets sexual, as you may have imagined. This is the one he accidentally burns Katara, but in this case, in the dream world here, it only burns away her clothes. <laughs> Just her clothes. You know, she's totally unharmed besides that, because this is porn. I mean, I guess they can forgive it a little bit because it's a dream, but still. And then, of course, naked Zuko appears, and he has that semi-constant boner of his, and Aang realizes that he's naked too, and they're about to kiss when he wakes up. Oh my god. Guys, I can only imagine what the chapter for Nightmares and Daydreams would have been like if this author had made it that far. And the worst part is that it wouldn't have even been that forced, because, you know, Osling just has his dick hanging out already. Canonically, I want to die. <laughs> Chapter 17, The Northern Air Temple. As one does in a bathhouse, Aang and Sokka are bathing together. It's totally platonic and less Aang and completely horny all the fucking time. And he also has a boner all the time, because he's... Everyone has a boner all the time. And he's just staring at Sokka's ass and trying to hide his heart on it. And then Sokka's like, Katara, come join us in the bath. But, like, actually not in the sexual way. He just doesn't really care that they're all naked, but she's anxious. Sokka's annoying this, then provokes her to splash them, but, like, with cool bending and shit. Then they get to see her naked for a moment, and that's what it's all about, kids. Chapter 18, The Waterbending Master. Y'all want some lesbian grandmas? Because you're going to get some lesbian grandmas. Basically, this is you go to the healer from the north, flashing back to the good old days when Sokka and Katara's grandmother would eat her out. That's really the chapter. That's, that's, a, that's the chapter. Chapter 19, The Siege of the North, Part 1, Scene 1. So this one involves Sokka and Yue going for a nice ride together on Appa. Are you wondering if they're going to fuck in the sky? Well... They don't quite get to six, but the answer is yes, they're going to fuck on the sky while riding Appa, because fuck you. 
it starts with them looking at each other's genitals and they're just feeling pubic hair and apparently her pubic hair is white too and it's very soft he already has a boner because that's just how it be in this fic and then Sokka's like it's time to get naked in the sky and she looks at his nude figure in awe for a moment but she's like nah this ain't right we probably shouldn't fuck especially not in this fucking sky well I, I added that last part in there for her because that's dangerous and probably very fucking cold and uncomfortably exposed so guys don't have sex in the sky unless you're like on a private jet or something i don't fucking know just don't have sex in the sky on top of your flying bison it's a bad idea Scene two of this involves more weird incesty moments that don't even go anywhere, which is good, but why are they even there at all if you're not going to do anything with them? So this one just involves Katara walking in on Sokka masturbating, because he didn't get to fuck you, eh? So she's just staring at him in shock and horror as he trips over himself while coming, and then it's just, it's just awkward. Can we stop this? Can we, can we just, no more of this, guys. <sighs> Chapter 20, The Siege of the North, Part 2. So this takes place at the part where Zuko has Aang all to himself, because the kid's just knocked out in the spirit world. He's just like, I want to fuck him, but do I want to fuck him now, though? Like, just examining his body. And he's like, nah, I want him begging for it. Actual line. So good job not raping someone, Zuko. The, the bar's low, guys. The, the bar's low. That marks the end of season one. Not awfully climactic, if you ask me. I crave death. Now that we've hit season two, things are gonna get a little more graphic. And, uh, you know, a lot of season one was just incomplete foreplay. And, and, you know, there's more of that to come. But we get the whole deal here in season two. Incest, orgies, incestuous orgies okay actually there aren't any incestuous orgies in this one but that's not to say that people who are this crazy haven't written about zuko and azula fucking their parents because they have but speaking of zuko and azula fucking let's go chapter one the avatar state steam one azula has some like ridiculously in character lines here and i'll point them out as we go <laughs> this scene takes place at the part where the siblings meet up again and angsty zuko is just like dad re regrets banishing me which is followed by Azula saying, um, Iroh, we need some alone time. Go drink tea or whatever it is that you do. And then naturally, the incest begins with her jerking him off and fondling his balls and whatnot. And she's like, did you miss me? How you been doing? Have you been with anyone since I left? Is she prettier than me? And this is a quote. I know that's impossible. She says that she's moved on, even though she's only been with one other guy since Zuko left. And who is that man? Well, we're about to find out in the next scene, but I'll tell you in advance that it's the worst possible answer to that question. But we all know that Azula has been with plenty of women since Zuko left, let's be real, even if she's fucked only one guy. But speaking of the next scene, this is a flashback that Azula has to the night of Zuko's banishment. So what is she, 10, 11? Holy shit. But what happens here is never quite explained. We don't know why Azula does this, and we don't know why her um, partner goes along with it. But we begin with Azula just going to her father's bedchambers at night. There, there you fucking go, guys. That's who she fucks. She, she, there, she fucks her dad. She fucks her. She, she fucks her dad in this. Like she already fucked her brother. Why wouldn't she just be like, I'm gonna fuck my dad too? Why the fuck not? 
So she wakes him up by kissing his forehead. Okay, not that weird, but he wakes up and he's like, what are you doing here? And then she just starts grinding on him and then he's just like, okay, and then takes her clothes off. And if you haven't noticed the pattern yet, yes, Ozai has a raging boner already. And they say his dick is at least eight inches long because why is everyone so convinced that he has a huge cock and that it's always bigger than Zuko's? <laughs> I want to die. So then he fucks her. This is real porn right here. It's not very detailed, but they do go all the way. Rare instance of that occurring thus far. And then the best line here. And simultaneously the worst line. In this chapter, she screams. This, this is what she says. She screams, oh daddy, when he's fucking her. Do I even need to explain why this is so hilarious and awful? Oh my god, I just craved that. I mean, if you're gonna write incest porn of someone fucking their dead, then you might as well throw an old daddy in there. So I guess good job on that. <laughs> Once again, this is never explained. She just has no apparent motivation for just fucking her dad. And he's he's awful. We know that already, but he's even more awful here. It takes no convincing for him to go along with it. And not only is she your daughter, but she's also like 10 years old. Oh my god, bro. I was like, no. And, like, that's a real theme on this podcast. Ozai no. Because you thought you could make him shittier than he was in canon? Well, just make him a sexual predator. It's that easy. Chapter 2. Cave of Two Lovers. Scene 1. So this one is just Katara and Aang are waterbending together, and then she catches herself looking at his ass. Oh my god. See? Okay, that's not that bad, but then... Slucka needs to get his shit together, because he catches himself looking at Katara's butt. I mean, if this is gonna happen, then give me the one-sided love triangle of butt gawking. Like, all we need now is for Aang to check out Sokka's ass in, in the scene. Like, he did that in a past scene, need I remind you, but this scene, we need it. And you guessed it, Sokka gets a boner, cause fuck you. Like, I'm wondering if this is gonna culminate in anything happening between the siblings, but it, it doesn't. But if this were finished, maybe it would've, who knows. Scene two. This is the scene you probably thought of when you thought of this episode. So, yeah. Aang and Katara fuck in a cave. Like, at least they had the decency to leave Appa out of it. Like, because, you know, Sokka and Yue were going to screw on his back in midair, but these two don't even want him to watch them. And they get naked, and it's, like, almost wholesome in a way, because they're both nervous, and they're just awkwardly complimenting each other's bodies. Katara's going through a list of all the dicks that she's seen in her head, and we get some, like, detailed descriptions of Jet's dick, Kara's dick, Aang's dick, all those dicks. Aang has a small stick, by the way, in case you were wondering. And then it says that Sokka's dick pops into her head for a moment, but she pushes it all the way. Oh my god. Alright, so there's, so there's clearly some sexual tension between these siblings. Are they gonna fuck at some point? Thankfully they don't. But again, who knows if they would have if this fic were finished. And then, yeah. They fuck in that cave. They fuck in that cave. It is kind of endearing in a way, though, because it's both their first times and they're really awkward, but you can tell they really like each other romantically, not just sexually, so this chapter could have been much more painful than it was, but this is probably the most realistic encounter of anything that's happened so far. Also, semen bending is criminally underused, so it's nice to see it here. I mean, they just use it to clean up, it's not really like a kinky thing. Like, this chapter's pretty vanilla besides them fucking in a cave. Chapter 3, Return to Amashu. So it's time for Taizula. All right. 
doing this this one starts like super abruptly there's like no intro kylie's just like yeah i think i'll join you on your mission and then she suddenly gets naked like okay i mean this chapter is more what you'd think of when you imagine azula fucking someone because she she dominates here you've got the dirty talk and she's like commanding her to do stuff and then actually this isn't a bad sex scene there's this part where azula says i dreamt about fucking you last night and the night before that and the night before that and the night before that like can we just have this instead of her fucking her dad can we do that can we that'll be nice i wouldn't mind reading more shit like this as opposed to everything else that happens here so then guys chapter four the swamp all right Aang gets visited by that naked air nomad milf uh he sees her image in the swamp and he keeps running after her trying to fuck her but she keeps vanishing eventually he just nuts all over a tree even though no one's actually there <laughs> i found this part way too funny it was ridiculous <laughs> Chapter 5, Avatar Day. So this scene is unique to say the least. It might be the funniest chapter too, in my opinion. It's just so wild. We start off with some cross-dressing. Aang is wearing Kyoshi's clothing and of course, you know, being around Katara and all, he has a raging boner. He can't just go out face everyone with his dick like that, so they have to take care of it, so to speak. So he's masturbating and then she's fumbling his walls and then right in the middle of that right in the middle of that he just transforms into kiyoshi and that fucking oh my god and kiyoshi just does not give a fuck she's just like hey Kadara, no need to feel awkward we can just continue th this if you want like she's not even like oh yeah let's keep going she's just so clinical about it like yeah you can touch my body in any way you want it's fine and then Katara's like, um, I'm not gay. <laughs> Kiyoshi's like, well, you seem rather smitten by my body. Are you sure about that? And then she tells her that lesbian sex is the, like, part of the initiation for the Kiyoshi Wars. And they all celebrate each battle with orgies. I'm dead. I I'm fucking dead. And then she actually does kind of say something here worse than that. That if Katara can't take pleasure in fucking other people without questioning her feelings for Aang, then she doesn't really love him. Like, okay, interesting perspective. Uh, don't fucking do that, though, if, unless your partner and you have talked about it first. <laughs> and then, oh my god, it gets even crazier. Kiyoshi uh, talks about, like, an old tradition in the Southern Water Tribe that Katara apparently does not know about, which is called the Father's Blessing. That's when um, a guy proposes to the woman he wants to marry, and then he has to ask for her father's blessing, which means that the the guy and the the woman's dad fuck for one night and can you ima can you imagine that can you fucking imagine that and then she says back when she would help the water tribe in battles all the warriors would eventually go into one big tent together to have an orgy and she like walked in on them a long time and she's like okay i'll join in why not fuck you that's why and eventually katara interrupts and she's like okay kiyoshi that's enough about your sex life and then she turns back into ang and ang's all like oh what did you guys talk about and she's like um you know avatar stuff didn't understand most of it but yeah and then he's like hmm, did i take off all my clothes before kiyoshi showed up or, or what and then it just ends chapter six the blind bandit so that last chapter was pretty wild, and no one even got to third base or anything. But now that Tuff enters the fic, things are gonna get completely fucking insane. This episode has four different scenes, and 
believe me this thing culminates just wait for it it gets totally insane so scene one we have all those earthbending motherfuckers finishing up their training or whatever and then Toph just walks into their bathhouse to find the boulder totally naked now you know obviously she can't see at least not in a typical sense but the boulder thinks this is pretty inappropriate and mind you he's still speaking in third person this whole time <laughs> she pulls down her pants and taunts him with her ass and of course he gets a boner as you might have guessed already they don't do anything but Toph just says then this is a quote yeah baby that's what mama was hoping for Relax, I just want to know how big you got. And then scene two, this is just soft sucking her gird stick for some reason. Not much to it. She asks if he wants to see her naked and they go to bed, but he decides he doesn't want to fuck. She's like, am I not pretty enough? But she is pretty enough because in scene three, and this, this is the most insane scene in the whole fic. It might just be the most insane sex scene in any fic I've seen, to be quite honest, just because of the sheer amount of people involved. This is just a straight up orgy. Like we talked about orgies in the that last Kyoshi chapter, but here we actually get a detailed depiction of an orgy. Cause in this scene, Toph fucks all five of her earthbending buddies at the same time that is what happens. That is what happens! All five of them. So we start off with some nice simple double penetration with the gopher and the boulder who were man enough to fuck a little girl, apparently. Toph doesn't want them to get distracted if their balls touch. And the hippo says hippo horny and then lumbers over with his foot long cock which, you know, even while erect, is sagging under its own weight, and then she sucks his dick, and then the, g- <laughs> the gopher starts grinding on Boulder, and he's like, Boulder does not approve of this, and then the gopher's like, why are you afraid of another man's dick? And then <laughs> he says, the Boulder is afraid of nothing, and then they start getting into it. And meanwhile, the other two guys, Headhunter and Gecko, are trying to jerk off to the blowjob while ignoring the sudden gay sex, to quote, that started up nearby. <laughs> but those two go back to fucking tough, Boulder fucks her in the ass, and then she tosses the gopher salad, cause, you know, why the fuck not? And then it's Headhunter and Kiko's turn. She makes them stand together and then fucks with them by rubbing their dicks together, cause that's gay and they're afraid of being gay. But it's double blowjob time! And then there's a bukkake, and whomsoever comes first gets a special treat according to Toph, which is to eat her pussy and she says dinner is served and that's that just erase me from this planet already I, earth has to be some other species hell i just i can't do this just end my life immediately wow that was that was a thing that someone wrote that was a that was a thing someone wrote. Someone wrote that. Someone thought of this and they were like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'd like to bring that into existence." And then they brought it into existence. Can you fucking believe that? So the last scene of this particular episode takes things down a little. Well, you know, a lot cuz that was wild. Uh yeah. You can't really top a six-person orgy. 
so this is another one with like kind of heavy insist overtones but no actual action the siblings are just arguing over if they should be bathing at the same time and this just involves Sokka being naked not really giving a fuck about it <laughs> and she says it's just awkward okay stop pretending it's not and then he says it's only as awkward as you make it Katara and then she just sends him down the river with a mighty wave she's eventually like fuck you gets naked notice he has a boner it tries really hard not to lose it and then leaves <sighs> chapter seven zuko alone scene one y'all remember our little friend our little angsty boy our banished prince yeah no it's been a few chapters since we last visited him but he's making his return so you thought sibling incest wasn't enough you thought that Zula fucking her own father for reasons unexplained wasn't enough. Well, boy, oh boy, have I got a treat for you, because this one, this scene is about Zuko and his apparent Oedipus complex. So we don't know how old he is in this fic, but, you know, his mom is still around, and he's taking a bath naked with her, and she is also naked. So, you know, those titties are pressing against his back, and you guessed it, he gets a boner. Even though he's like, what, seven or some shit? Can like a seven-year-old even get a boner physically? Is that possible? <sighs> Ursa's like, sweetie, turn around so I can wash your front. And he's just like, nah, I think I'm good. But then, without reacting at all, she eventually does get him to turn around. She sees his dick, and then she very thoroughly cleans it. Cause fuck you, that's why. And then after that, they're cu they cuddle naked, and she, it seems very wholesome from her perspective, and she's just ignoring his boner, because, but it's really sexual for him, and, like, they almost make out, and she, like, squeezes his ass. It's so weird. Oh, my God. Then he starts grinding on her, because it feels good, and eventually she does catch on to how sexual it is for him, and she's like, this is fine, and then he comes on her. Um, who, why did someone think this was necessary? Why did someone be? Why did someone think? You know what I should do? Write this scene. Scene two. More naked river bathing and voyeurism. This time, Zuko is bathing in the river, and the mother from that family he stays with in that episode uh, is watching him. So nothing really comes of the river bathing, but later she comes into the barn, and then they just fuck my god she is so desperate for him like they fucked once and she's just like i want you to stay baby i'll let you do whatever you want to me whatever you want but he leaves because you know he has a destiny to fulfill or something scene three it's flashback time here we see Azula eagerly dragging zuko to go see something exciting and she is way too hyped about this because it's super creepy and as you may have already guessed it's something sexual that she wants to show him. And in fact, it is their parents vigorously boning. He's just like, what are they doing? And Azula's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, Ursula starts licking Ozai's dick clean once they finish doing doggy style or something. And then Zuko's like, ew. And Azula's like, no, Zuko, you have to look. And he's like, I'd rather not. And he leaves, but Azula keeps watching when as they start doing doggy style again. Like, oh my god, why are you watching your parents fuck? Like, happily, you're not even freaked out. Oh my why is like a five-year-old Azula so fucking creepy? I mean, maybe she's older than that, but still, uh, she doesn't know what sex is, but she's just like 
Hmm, look at that. Would you would you look at that? Like maybe this is why she fucked her dad because she saw some of that hot action. She was like, I wanna do what mom's doing. So as for the dynamic between uh Ursula and Ozai during sex, everyone just unthinkingly assumes that he of course dominates her all the time, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> and you can read um you can read uh write him all <laughs> I want I'm trying to put some self-promotion here, but it's not working. <laughs> you can read Ride Him All the Way, Tupasing Say, to satisfy your dominatrix Ursa and bottom Ozai needs. An erotic fanfiction by your pal Wenchikistotikus, because someone had to be the one to write it. And it had to be me, I guess. <laughs> Chapter 8. The Chase. All of them are just taking a bath together. So, like, Toph is high-key fucking with Sokka. He sees her naked, and he's like... Uh, I need to go to the bathroom before we take a bath, but he actually goes to jerk off. And then Katara says, Toph, are you coming? Like, from a distance, like, yelling at her to, like, come join them, and then she mutters under her breath, yeah, your brother is. <laughs> Scene two. This is the May Tylee Azula three we all knew was gonna happen at some point. Well, I mean, kind of, like... It's sexual in nature, but they don't—they're not actually fucking. There's nudity and shit. Like a lot of this is just Azula reminiscing about incest. Like she wants to share Zuko with the two of them once they capture him. He hasn't fucked anyone yet, so Azula's like, "I bet you'd like to know how Zuko performs in that particular area." He's an idiot, but he's rather pretty. And Tylee Lee is like, "But not as pretty as you." And then Azula just pats her head. She starts wondering what it would have been like to have been born a man and how that would affect her various sexual relationships. And she's like, yep, that would have been good for my relationship with Luca. And then she has some incest flashbacks to Ozai and it's like, whoa, when did that blowjob happen? Like, they obviously fucked more than once, I suppose. Fuck, I want to die. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I crave the sweet release of death. <laughs> and she's like, you know, maybe it's alright to have been born a woman. Because, you know, dad might not have fucked me if I wasn't. Chapter 9, Bitter Work. Toph has a special training requirement for Aang, and that's to get fucking naked. He doesn't want to do it in front of everyone, so they go somewhere more private. She tells him that he needs to be as hard as a rock. Because earthbending, you know, that's why. Because stone is hard. So his dick also needs to be hard. Like, how can he feel rock solid when his dick is just flopping around like that? So he's very uncomfortable. She's like, don't tell me you don't know how to get yourself hard. Just, just think about Katara. And he's like, excuse me. And that's that really. They just naked boner earthbending training. Chapter 10, the library. Remember the Kiyoshi chapter? Yeah, Katara finds a book of all those scenes that Kiyoshi was describing to her and masturbates to it. That's it. That's the chapter. Chapter 11, The Desert. Sokka is high as shit, as you know, on cactus juice. And this causes him to notice how nice everyone's asses are. Toph is just like, hey, you're all drugged up. I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I touched your dick. And that's it. That's the chapter. Chapter 12, Serpents Pass. So uh, this one is just where Suki and Sokka have their talk about when they first met. And she apologizes, you know, for kind of, you know, fucking him in the ass without his permission. But he's like, it's all chill. I wanted to get naked, even if it really doesn't go down how I wanted it to. And he's just like, yeah, we'll be friends. This all's good. And then he gives her hand to touch his, you guessed it, boner. And that's really all. But does he have a boner from, like, Suki being next to him or from looking at the moon? We don't know. Everyone just has a boner constantly in this fic. Like, from nothing. So, yeah. 
Scene two. This is your uh, Jet and Zuko sex scene. Like, it's something that special. But, like, Jet is so much less of a douche in this fic than he is in canon. He's, like, really into him. And the way he speaks to Zuko is so, like, tender. So props to this author for not making me hate Jet, I guess. Chapter 13, The Drill. Azula nearly defeats the Avatar with the power of the naked female body. She fucking corners him. He gets a boner. She says, boys are so predictable. No, you're wrong. This fic is what's so predictable because everyone just has a boner all the time. But he doesn't give in to the, the power of the boner. And he beats her and she goes back inside the drill. And then later, Azula is just vigorously fingering Tylee. And I guess May is also there. She's just sitting and watching with boredom. I, Okay okay that's the thing chapter 14 city of walls and secrets so one of the things that judy has to do for her guests is apparently fuck the men at first sokka inning are like you're just sexist like that the north pole giving men special treatment we stick together around here oh oh you mean that kind of special treatment oh so then the two of them step aside to discuss if they should fuck her and Sokka's like well we'll regret it if we don't and it won't be awkward either because you know it'll be just bonding for us if we share a woman and then he's so dumb too he's like are you hesitant because you don't think you'll ever see Meng again that girl you like and he's like oh uh yeah her and he's like yeah i knew you were into someone uh Sokka, you oblivious fool! So then she sucks both their dicks, and it's just super awkward. But Angus looks at Sokka's dick, and he's like, You know, I think it might have been worth it. Chapter 15, Tales of Say. <laughs> Fortunately, they did not desecrate the Iroh scene. But there are some other ones here we need to talk about. Scene 1, Aang just has a sexy dream, decides that he wants to fuck Katara more often. She agrees, but then he just prematurely ejaculates. Okay, okay then, uh, whatever. Scene two, girls night. They're in the spa, and this is just tough being a horny ass motherfucker. Like she accidentally puts her hand on Katara's and just unexpectedly kisses her out of nowhere while Katara just like stands there awkwardly like, help me. God damn it, Katara, just embrace the gayness. But she's angry, and they they both prefer that they forget about it. But Toph says, I touched your boobs, sugar queen. Things can never go back to normal. And that was where this fic was discontinued, thankfully. Like, can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine if they'd made it all the way through the show? Like, will the water tribe siblings ever have sex? Will Katara embrace her by curiosity? Will the gang just have an orgy during one of their naked baths? Will anyone's dicks get stuck in a perma-boner? Can someone just get it over with and write a fanfiction of the entire royal fire nation family having an orgy the world may never know well maybe someone will know the answer to the last question there but we'll never know i do want to briefly touch on two other fics of similar theme that this author has written that each cover an episode from season three into the inferno this is the sun warriors episode zuko and anger facing the dragons trying to figure out what the dragons want them to do and no it's not a cool dragon dance it's sex they want them to have sex so they just fuck on top of that big old pillar or whatever the fuck it is and they're just <laughs> there's this part where zuko's seeing ang's erect dick for the first time and ang is just like um it's it's usually bigger than this uh, the other fic i want to talk about is the avatar and the fire lord energy bending i cover this fic in episode 15 already the crack fic alternate ending episode and i fucking love this fic to be quite honest it's just hilariously written and the dynamic is great too yes 
the pairing in this fic is Aang and Ozai. Like, Aang just fucks the evilness out of him instead of killing him or removing his bending. Outdoors again, on a fucking pillar. Aang has total control of the situation and he tops the whole time. <laughs> it's just a goldmine of quotes and I recommend you check it out or listen to episode 15. It's the last fic I cover on that particular episode. So yeah, that was it, fellas. That was a that was an adventure. This author and I have now collectively ruined the show for you forever, probably. You're you're fucking welcome. That was definitely a bit scarring, but there were some funny bits in it too. I I think the Kyoshi chapter was the best one, given how completely insane, but like not really graphic it was. Uh, it wasn't completely insane and graphic like the earthbending orgy, but yeah, it was a trip. The quality does vary chapter by chapter. Like I didn't I don't feel like they're really committed. Like if you're gonna write a sex scene into every episode of Avatar Last Airbender, then fucking write a sex scene into every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Don't skimp out and write about someone getting a random boner. Let's get that full penetration, baby. I'm just kidding. I'm glad so many of these chapters were merciful, despite all the awkward boners. I can't help but to wonder about the rest of season two and season three also, but yeah, it's best that there aren't 30 more chapters of this. Like, what an undertaking even getting this far must have been. I don't know what the hell this person's thought process was when they were like, you know what I should do? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I should bring that into existence from the void and subject the internet to my cruelty. I... Wow, I just... Can you fucking believe someone wrote this? Even I'm shocked that someone did this, because there's other weird shit I've read, for sure but none so close to the storyline none so much like a rewrite as this it's something so that was the lost script by katang fanficker the bar is low is on instagram you can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word follow us you'll know what's coming up next i'm your pal once against the autokiss this is the bar is low thank you for joining me and that's all for today